0: Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well. This episode was episode 42 of The Exchange. Uh, It was originally aired on May 14th, 2021. And I originally spoke to, on this day, Diana Thomas. Diana is the founder of Many But Mighty, and their mission is to elevate females' confidence by educating, motivating, and strengthening mindsets through individualized training and nutrition programs. Together, me and her discussed common misconceptions about the health and wellness industry, meal prepping, my unhealthy habits, being overweight as a kid, eating in moderation, appetizers, and so much more. You guys, uh, this is a real heavy hitter. She knows her stuff. A lot of good information in here about the health and wellness industry. So without further ado, we'll get right into my interview with Diana Thomas. going on, everybody? It's time for The Exchange. Again, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, I'm your host, Logan, of course. Every week, you know, n- nothing new there. <laughs> but I uh, got a great guest today, but before we get to her, a couple things. Tell a friend in need. I interview all kinds of people, all walks of life. No matter who you are, there's nobody I won't talk to. So tell a friend in need that wants something interesting to listen to. Every week you'll learn something new. Uh and then also if you've got somebody that you think would be a great candidate to be interviewed or to be talked to or to have a discussion with let me know shoot me their information shoot them my information let's get this thing going and uh yeah make sure you're just following along wherever you listen apple spotify wherever but uh the guest I'm talking with today is the uh, founder of mini but mighty their mission is to elevate females' confidence by educating, motivating, and strengthening mindsets through individualized training and nutrition programs. Please welcome Diana Thomas.
1: Hi, Logan. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to, to be here on this lovely Thursday evening.
1: Definitely. Like I told you before, I've never done anything like this. so I think this is super awesome what you're doing, and I'm excited to, to be here.
0: Well, thanks, and I'm and I'm I'm really excited to talk to you. So, I guess uh, the first thing I usually talk to every guest about is how did this connection happen? We have a couple mutual friends, one of which that has been on this very podcast before. <laughs> so, you want you want to tell me how everything got got started?
1: Yeah, so I believe that person is Olympia. Um, it is. Papa Yorio is how you say it. She uh, goes to my church. We met um, through mutual friends at church. We started going to school together. She went to Kennesaw State University. That's where I graduated from. Um, and her and Susie, I believe. I don't remember Susie's last name right now. I'm blanking. <laughs> um, but the two of them, uh, I came across your page. And then you reached out to me. And it just, it just kind of happened. So small world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Small world. Whenever I see... It's so crazy. I think Susie is what uh, is who hooked me up with Olympia as well. And I, you know, Susie shared something on her story and I said, oh my God, that's so cool. And then when she shared, I think it was like an a article or something that was written about you or you were interviewed somewhere else. Uh, she shared that as well. And I was like, Susie, how many friends do you have that are just doing things, going places and and shaking hands and, and doing the damn thing? So it's really cool to know that there's a lot of you guys kind of in the same kind of friend group that are go getters. Have you always been like a, a go-getter? Were you or were you like like back in the day, like going going through college? Were you popular? Did you party? Like give me the rundown.
1: So I wouldn't say I was popular. Um, I was definitely the type of girl who always wanted to do things right, right? I didn't want to mess up. <laughs> um, I would definitely say I was a workaholic growing up. That's something I've always um been. It's how I've always been. Um, but growing up, I think that workaholic kind of transitioned into just working as hard as I could towards the things that I loved and was passionate for. Um, over time, I've definitely still have that perfectionism side to me. Um, but I think that that work ethic that I had in, in high school translated into my older years now. I don't know if I'm old now. I don't know if you'd say that.
0: <laughs> but yeah.
1: you know, as I get older, it's definitely transitioned.
0: At what point did you ever think... That you would go into business for yourself? Like, did you ever, like, did your parents ever push anything like, don't, you know, report to somebody else, don't make somebody else's dream come true, make your own dream come true? Where did that originate from?
1: I never thought in a million years that I would be doing this um, full transparency. <laughs> um, this is something that actually happened on accident. Um, I've always been told to you know go get a job, make money, um, have a family, have kids you know just the basic thing that every girl you know wants. Um, but for me, health and fitness has just been something that um, has been a part of me. It's been something that I've been just I know the word passion is used a lot, but truly has been um, my passion and it just it just happened overnight.
0: That's crazy. So at what point um, in in it happening overnight, did you think did you go from like, oh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of attention here, a little bit of attention there. At what point did you think like, I'm going to completely switch my mindset, go into business with myself?
1: So originally, um, my platform was just kind of um, something that I did to keep myself accountable for my own fitness journey. Um, and over time, people just kind of started getting attracted to it because it was just raw. It was real. It was what I was doing. Um, and once I started realizing that people actually enjoyed the content that I was you know, showing, they enjoyed what I was doing, I started taking on clients um, and I showed their, their stories, their transformations, what my clients were dealing with, what they were struggling with, they would do what they were doing well with. Um, and over time, that just kind of turned into something a lot bigger than what I was expecting it to to be. Um, so I would just say it was just organically grown over time, based on just true um, client responses and just my journey myself. It just all kind of intertwined.
0: Yeah. So it. So you said it happened kind of by accident. What at what point did your fitness journey begin? Did you were you all were you a health nut? always growing up? Like, were you always in the gym? Did you play sports growing up? Give me, give me your athletic slash fitness history.
1: So, um, I grew up, I'm a, I'm Greek, hundred percent Greek. So we, we eat a lot of food. That's just kind of our thing. <laughs> um, so I used to be very, very overweight. Um, I'm five, one and a half on a good day. Um, and I weighed around 220 pounds, um, when I was 13. Um, so I definitely went through, um, a lot of what my clients go through um you know i I went through a full weight loss transformation and from that that kind of just catalyzed uh, my knowledge to really want to learn more and more about the fitness industry and and how to help people because as i was going through my fitness journey i had a lot of struggles i didn't know what i was doing right i was kind of just trying to filter through all the things that the, you know, social media provides, the internet, you know, anything that I had access to, I tried to figure out what I could do for myself. Um, and I guess my goal for my clients was I don't want them to have to filter through what I had to filter through. So um, to answer your question, I was definitely super overweight growing up, um, went through my my own fitness journey, and that kind of catalyzed um, everything thus far.
0: Wow, that's crazy. So how did the brand... How, how did the brand as a whole, like mini but mighty, how did it start? Like, what did it look like? Did you just on your personal, maybe your personal Instagram, maybe post like a workout video or, or something once or twice and you were getting just a bunch of feedback and that's what maybe inspired you to start a separate page. And that's kind of what kicked things off. Like, how did it, how did it kind of come together?
1: So I started a, a separate fitness page for myself for accountability Um, And at first, I believe it was just called Diana Thomas 97, something super basic. (laughs) Um, And then over time, I I was at the gym one day and some guy told me that I looked really small and because I'm I'm short. And uh, one of my friends said, you're kind of mini. And then the guy goes, but she's mighty. And I said, oh, that kind of has a ring to it. (laughs) So I kind of just I just changed my my Instagram name, um, thinking that, you know, it's just going to be an Instagram name. And then, as I started accumulating clients, things started to get a little bit bigger and bigger. I started putting more work ethic into the brand itself. Um, I ended up opening up my own LLC, and I ended up just naming it Mini but Mighty.
0: Wow, that's crazy! What, what, what pushed you to? This is a little le- out of the left wing. What pushed you to North Carolina, where you're, where you're at now? You're in, you're in North Carolina. You went to KSU. You graduated from there. Was it to go to grad school in North Carolina, like you'd stated previously, or or did you just see yourself living in North Carolina?
1: So I'm kind of back and forth. I actually grew up in North Carolina, Um, elementary school, high school um, in North Carolina. That's where my family's from. Um, And I decided I just really wanted to do something on my own. So I just decided I'm just going to go to school somewhere far out. (laughs) And so I happened to choose Georgia, went to Kennesaw. And I, I find that a lot of people that do go to Kennesaw, it's not a big school for people that are outsiders, I guess. Most people in Georgia stay at Kennesaw. Um, so it was definitely different for me. Most people were local, um, but I loved it. And I'm staying here currently. I'm just on a break. My master's program, like I, we had spoke about, starts in August. So I'm just here with my parents, taking a break, working on my business until um, school starts in August, which I'll be at um, the University of Georgia.
0: Gotcha. That's awesome. Awesome. Go dogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what What are some of the crazy, I don't want to say craziest things you've seen Uh, I'm sure being in that fitness, health and wellness industry, you've seen and heard a lot of crazy stories and gone and seen people that have gone through a lot of crazy things. What's the, some of the most crazy or maybe the most inspirational stuff you've seen. I mean, your story alone with, with, you know, being as a kid, like really overweight. And and then, I mean, what's funny about the name mini, but mighty, I, when you popped up on my, when I followed you and I started seeing some of your feeds, I was like, there's no way this girl is shorter than like five eight five seven. <laughs> now to hear that you're five one is just absolutely blowing my mind.
1: <laughs> really? You thought I was five eight five seven? I will take that.
0: <laughs> your your videos made you not seem you you seemed like a you know a, an average height, but now I that I hear that. that you're five one, that's that I was just like wow okay.
1: I'm fun sized and I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, I I love that. What are some What are some of the most common misconceptions about being in health and wellness? I'm sure you get people that sometimes think you're a gym snob or, oh, you're oh you just post workout videos. Like, is that your business? How you make money from that? Like, like what what are some of your the biggest misconceptions you go through and you and you see.
1: I think the big thing is ego. Um, people thinking that uh, you post workouts or you post nutritional things because you're trying to show off what you have, right? What you bring to the table. Um, when really my purpose in my company is what you said at the beginning of the podcast is really to help females become the most confident, healthy versions of themselves. Um, and I think that's most people in the fitness industry, at least I hope, you know, when you're providing um, content and you're providing a service to the client. Um, the client is your number one priority, and your goal is to make them healthier, happier, and more confident. Um, and that is my purpose on social media. And I think that the biggest misconception is having like uh, you're a fitsbo, right? You know, people think that you're only there to look the part and not be the part. Um, so that's the biggest thing that I try to to break um, with my with my account is really showing people that I show up every day to serve and I show up every day to, help people who need the help or who want the help um, versus coming on to social media and it just being all about me. So I think that's the the biggest misconception I see at least um, on the online health and fitness space is it being more about ego than it is about actually helping and serving other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I um, in, in seeing <clears throat> your, your Instagram account, it's while, yes, there are workout videos or workout routines or advice or whatever that you give a lot of it is like, videos of you giving advice on how to do this or how to do that. I forget which one it was the other night but I saw one and I was like oh okay I i didn't know that <laughs> and how do you how do you find it how do you find yourself constantly coming up with content like with health and wellness being such a, a huge booming topic how do you figure out what you're posting and when how, how do you come what's your process like
1: So it's not so much of a structured process like you would think it would be, at least for myself. Um, There are a few things I kind of take into account when I'm creating content. Um, One is what would I would have wanted to know, you know, when I was at this point in my fitness journey or at this point in my fitness journey before I knew the knowledge that I had now. That's a big thing that I like to ask myself. Um, Another one is the interactions I'm having on my social media accounts, the questions that I'm being asked. Sometimes um, today I went on my story and I talked about, I can't remember what I talked about, but I talked about something. And it was because of the a lot of DMs asking me the same question or similar inquiries. So I like to create content around that if I'm getting a lot of questions. Um, another thing that I like to um, really focus in on is mythbusters. Um, a lot of, the, you, I'm sure you know, in the fitness industry, there's a lot of things that are just kind of well-known because it's just been spoken for years and years and years. And people think it's true, And really when you look at the research as of now, it's actually not. So I like to to post things that are kind of like, whoa, I I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) So people kind of understand, you know, this is what we did before. And people weren't wrong for doing those things before it's just the research that was done then. And we know so much more now about the human body that this is what's better. So I like to to shed light on that.
0: That's awesome. What what do you think who or who do you think what is your what is your What is your typical or not typical, but like what is your ideal client like for anybody listening and and maybe like somewhat interested? What kind of client are you attracting? Are you the kind that's just like, you know, come to my website, reach out to me and we'll talk. I'll talk to anybody or are you looking for particular people with particular goals? Like what what is your ideal client?
1: So um, I'll first start off with maybe not the ideal, but the client that like my specific niche, what I you know, prefer to work with, um, is, um, per- professionally or personally women. Um, I work with women in specific, um, but normally women that come to me normally under eat. Um, the biggest thing with social media is every woman wants to be smaller, right? We always want to lose weight. We always want to look better. You know, we want to look like JLo, Shakira, you know, all these people that we're supposed to look like. And so yeah. with, with that, with the, um, what the world is putting on us women is we tend to undereat. And with that comes a lot of health issues. With that, we can't see certain results that we want to see. We can't tone up. We're not seeing what we want. Um, so the ideal client would normally come to me when they're not eating enough. And I take them through a proper reverse diet, we incorporate some weight training. And then from there, they really understand that food is fuel. Um, I think that's the biggest mantra Mini but mighty um, really stands by is food is not the enemy. It's something that um, is it keeps us alive, right? It's it's how our body functions. And I think a lot of the clients that come to me, um, come to me almost scared. Of food, um, so it's really my job to help um, those individuals feel more comfortable um, around food and, and fueling their bodies.
0: What do you think? Have you ever gotten? I'm sure you have gotten to, you know, like you said, that you you meet people that are that are afraid of food or maybe a pl- afraid of a certain plan or regiment or something that that would actually benefit them. What's something that you like absolutely? Like, if you see it, you're like, "Oh, I absolutely do not recommend that." Like, in terms of like losing weight, like a popular one that is often debated between you know health and fitness people or or just people in general is fasting. I Mm -hmm. found like my girlfriend and I both, um, you know, we're trying to get that summer bod, you know, trying to shed a few pounds. Here, Uh, we're going on a trip in a few months, and we both want to look pretty pretty good for it. And she was. You know, she goes to a gym here. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called Twisted Cycle. Yeah, she's, she's, she, she's a member there and she goes a few times a week and she really puts in the work. And when we started this conversation, I was like, oh, I'm just going to fast. Like, I'm just going to stop eating and, and, and or, or sorry, or eat l- way less than yeah. I do. I'm, I'm a big snacker. I like I really like candy. I'm a real big, sweet guy. I, I love that kind of stuff, but it doesn't yeah. help. When you're, uh, when you're on a mission. So what, what are some things that you absolutely do not subscribe to?
1: Okay, well, there's you a can lot. Tell me,
0: and you can <laughs> tell me to my face what I'm doing is wrong.
1: There's a lot of things that um, I would say are a, a big no. One is obviously not eating. Okay, that's one yeah. thing we'll say is just off the board. Um, there are some things that I can't say yes or no to because I personally don't have enough knowledge to, to speak on those things. Um, but with the knowledge that I have, um, if you're not somebody who is pre-diabetic or diabetic, I don't recommend the keto diet. Um, the ketogenic diet was made for epileptic children mm-hmm. and people with diabetes, <laughs> um, at wow. least for okay. what I what I know in my scope of practice, um, so that's not something I recommend for people who you know just want to lose weight, unless you really enjoy it or you have specific health issues that a doctor has told you this would be good for you. Um, fasting, I don't know too much about fasting um, in my scope of practice. Um, from what I do know, if it's been prescribed by a doctor, all for it. But if you're just coming to me as a healthy individual, I don't I don't think it's good I would never tell a client to fast Um, I think intermittent fasting is something have you heard of intermittent fasting I'm assuming okay when you you know have a block of eating Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing um, but if you're trying to lose weight it really doesn't matter when you eat that's another big misconception is people think you can't eat past 7 p.m. because you store more fat that's a little crap
0: (laughs) really (laughs) yeah. You just blew my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. So having, you know, that intermittent fasting, the only reason why that is a tool is because some people find that they can stick and stick to their deficit of calories within that window because they cut themselves off at a certain point. It's mm-hmm. not because you gain more weight if you eat past 7 p.m.
0: Um, I, I have told myself and, and maybe even somebody else has told me, I don't know, that, wow you, you just blew my mind like like, like my mom like, oh, oh perfect example i was talking to my mom the other day and she was like i just gotta stop snacking i gotta stop eating past seven she's yeah. like i don't eat dinner i don't eat anything past 7 p.m anymore and i feel like it's working and i was just like yeah like yeah but now i'm like oh it, is it all in our head
1: and it really is what this—I uh, wouldn't say social media, because I'd say there's a lot of people on social media like me now explaining these things that they're they're false. But I mean, it's what has been preached in the past. It's what people thought worked in the past, so it's just almost like ingrained in us until you know people like me and other you know fitness influencers say, "Hey, this isn't this is right."
0: <laughs> okay, so so we're gonna switch gears here, and we're gonna—I'm gonna become your. Your client for a few minutes. And I'm gonna tell you everything that I am bad at or all of my worst habits in terms of health. And you need to tell me uh in a, and I maybe maybe like a quick fire, maybe this is a rapid fire thing, uh whether I should stop doing it or what I could substitute or or whatnot. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So I at one point in my life, back when I was in high school, middle school, I drank soda all the time and i mean like all the time like i was having one or two a day i was eating it or drinking it all the time drink it before bed drink it when i wake up i I was an addict in more recent years uh,
1: diet or regular uh
0: i sprinkled in diet here and there okay okay but um but in more recent years, I've tried to stick away from soda and drink other things like, like I don't know, like Arnold Palmer's, like lemonade. Is, is, is that stuff just as bad for me as the soda or is lemonade and tea and stuff like that a little better?
1: So when it comes to sodas and, and juices, what you're really paying attention to is the sugar content. If you look at a can of soda and you look at a can of juice, I can't say for certain you got you to gotta show me the brand and how much, but nine times out of 10, they're going to be the same kind of sugar count, unless you're going to something that is diet or like an unsweetened tea. So really, there's no difference between the two. If it's a, a normal soda and a sweet tea, it's it's going to be around the same sugar content. Um, I think soda just gets such a bad rap. People just think soda's bad. And if you switch to juice, it's better because it's juice when really the sugar is, is really about the same.
0: What about coffee? What's your, what's, your, what's your opinion on coffee?
1: I think coffee is great as long as you have some creamer with your coffee, not coffee with your cream. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big thing with people. We'll go to Starbucks and we'll get these nice lattes or we'll go to Dunkin' and get these fun lattes. And they're great to have every once in a while. Um, but we really don't realize how many calories we're actually drinking in those drinks. I think coffee is great, to answer your question, Um, but I do think there are a lot of hidden calories, sugars, and, and lots of fats and those things that we're not really
0: aware of. What, this is kind of a, a, a side question, but also kind of encompassed in it. What would you say to like somebody that really wants to start like meal prepping and they really want to get into like the portions, like really sectioning off their meals and, and, you know, eating a portion, you know, you know, chicken or with rice or chicken with beans or something like that, like but that person's a really picky eater. Like how would you say that that person can get into, into meal prepping if they don't necessarily like a lot? You know what I mean?
1: So I would say I would sit them down and I would say, okay, what fat sources do you enjoy? What carb sources do you enjoy? And what protein sources do you enjoy? because when you're meal prepping, you want to make sure that you have all three macronutrients on the plate. Um, And if you're someone that's a picky eater, I would just say, let's pick one or two of those that you really enjoy that you will eat. And then we'll put that into a meal prep container and, and you'll enjoy it. Right. And I think the biggest another big misconception with the fitness industry is you have to eat chicken, rice and veggies. Right. That's like the biggest thing everybody says. That's not true. You can eat lots of yummy, delicious foods that you enjoy. It's really all about just understanding what nutrients you're putting into your body. So for someone that is a picky eater, you can definitely get the same nutrients from different foods that you enjoy, you know, as long as, you know, you sit down and say, hey, these are the things I like. And then I could sit down with that person and say, okay, well, this has X amount of fat, carbs, protein. This is how we can put it together to make it work for your
0: goals. And and portions is something that I've learned over the last year or so that really mean like a whole great deal. Cause like, you know, I'm not a quitter. So if I go to a pizza restaurant and order a medium pizza and someone's like, there's one piece left, you want, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll finish (laughs) that right now. I've learned that you don't, you don't have to finish it all in one sitting. You could take it, you could eat a slice and a half and take the rest home. Like,
1: definitely. And that's, but
0: uh... but it's hard.
1: It's so hard. I mean, I struggle with that. I'm Greek, and I was told from probably two two years old, don't leave anything on your plate. You know, there's people that are starving. Eat what's on your plate. That's been something that's always been been ingrained in my head, which is not a bad thing. But when you talk about health and you know fitness and living a long time, you don't always have to eat everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've I I've I've started to try. I used to I used I used to eat like wings a lot, and I would. You know, or I would go to this ring re- wing restaurant and order, you know, 10 wings and with fries and, and the drink, you know, after a minute, like that's that's a lot of food, that's a lot of carbs. And <laughs> and my girlfriend would be like, you know, you could eat five and then take five home to eat later, right? And is and, and now that works wonders.
1: Not, right? It's a challenge. You want to be able to eat everything at one time.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is there is there a science to um to the f- to the people that say like oh you can't eat the same food back-to-back meals like you can't eat you can't eat pizza for lunch and you can't eat pizza for dinner like is there anything like you know like they say if you're gonna have a food like that like you only eat it once a day like is is that is, is there some truth to that
1: there is some truth to that especially if you're talking about something that maybe isn't the healthiest option right like pizza or fried chicken or whatever it is that you enjoy um but i'm a big proponent of everything in moderation Um, so moderation wouldn't be having it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? (laughs) Moderation would be having it maybe once or twice a week. Or if you do have it, have it, have small portions of it, right? Um, instead of having six cookies, have one or two. Um, and I think that just takes practice and a little bit of self-control because if you're not used to having one or two cookies, (laughs) right, you're going to want to eat six or seven.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, what's your, what's your cheat day meal? I got to know what's, what's. Your favorite, like I, I don't know, we could talk about food forever. Food's great. Um, what's your, what's your, yeah, what's your cheat day meal? You get to ball out at any restaurant or or just eat as unhealthy as you want. Where are you going?
1: So first, I will say I do not believe in the word cheat meal. Okay, let's hear that, it. And that is because um, a lot of people view food as this is good, this is bad, and I think that's where moderation gets kind of lost in the sauce. We just don't have it because if this thing is bad, we're not gonna eat it. But when it presents itself, we don't have enough of it, we never have it, so we binge on it. So looking at food as fuel in all aspects, like I had previously said, making sure that pizza's not any worse than broccoli, we just should have it in moderation. It allows us to understand, okay, this isn't bad, so we won't binge on it or we won't overeat it. So I like to look at it as, just having something a little bit more dirty, right? Something that's not as healthy, but it's still fuel for my body, okay,
0: okay, okay so what 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 might that food be if if you splurge a little bit on it on on whatever?
1: I would definitely say a large burger, fries and a shake
0: classic, I love it classic. I love it what's uh man, I feel like we could talk about food and all of my bad habits forever. <laughs> Um, I will
1: say, since I'm Greek, Greek food has a way to my heart. So if we're having, you know, like Easter was this past week for me, for yes. the Easter, um, we celebrate a little bit later. Sometimes the calendar is weird like that. Um, and we have things like tiropitas, which is like cheese pie, which is like something that I'm obsessed with. Um, we have spanakopita, which is cheese and spinach pie. Um, we have another dish called pastizio, which is like Greek lasagna, the best way I can put it. Um, so... As much as I love health and fitness, I love my food. And I will make sure that I have both.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You got to. You got to. Where do you see many uh, but mighty, like, I I assume you just started, uh, like, really serious business stuff over the last year or two years or so. Yeah. Where do you see it in the next five
1: it's a great question. Um, <laughs> I see it a lot bigger. Um, like you know, I'm starting my master's program um, in August. So definitely I'm gonna have to balance those two. Um, I'm trying yeah. to work through growing it as much as I can until obviously I'm gonna be split with with two big things that are very important. So I might see a little bit of not not, not growth, but just kind of keeping it steady for those yeah. two years. Um, but after that, I really see it growing, getting more clients, obviously more revenue, right? that's what we want in the business. Um, but really, my, my main goal is to reach as many people as possible and impact as many people as possible. Um, you know, many but mighty started with one client. Now we're we're at 30, which is like really cool to see. So I'd love to see 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 clients. I'd like to be able to hire on some employees. I, I would like to see it become so big that, you know, any any woman who's looking to really gain that confidence, learn how to fuel their body, learn how to get stronger learn how to not be afraid of food, we'll be able to do that because I'll have, you know, things in place where I can help anybody and anybody.
0: That's awesome. There you go. So Diana, uh, towards the second half of every episode, I ask every guest the same group of questions uh that brings back uh that brings things back and gets to know the guests a little more personally i just talked to you about your craft and your business and what you love to do but let's talk about you these are questions that i don't prepare any of my guests for however they are the same questions each episode they're nothing crazy hard they're first date questions almost so are you ready to uh tell us more about you
1: hit me with it i'm ready
0: all right let's go Number one, what was your first ever job?
1: Mm. First ever job? I worked at Panera Bread. Okay. Bread chips are an apple. I have that ingrained in my head forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember I had a specific experience at Panera. We were out of mac and cheese. Funny enough, mac and cheese is the number one ordered thing at Panera.
0: Panera's mac and cheese slaps. I'll say that. Uh,
1: but it comes out of a bag. So like I don't, I don't get it, but it's good. It's good. No hate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it was, it was a pretty good job. Um, basic. I only worked there for about a year, year and a half. I worked there in high school. Um, and I think it was just an honest, you know, part-time job in high school and kind of just taught me what it meant to make my own money. Right.
0: Was, was working something that your parents like Ever since I turned like fifteen, my dad was like, You're gonna get a job. And I wasn't an athlete growing up. So he was like, if you were an athlete, you'd get a pass. Like my brother and sister are athletes, so they didn't have to have jobs in high school mm-hmm. where I did. Uh, was that something that they told you like you're gonna get out there and you're gonna earn a buck and you're gonna know what it means to get taxed and get, <laughs> you know, pay paid your income taxes and, and and all that stuff, like, or was that like more just like, eh, hey, you don't have to work, but if you do, like there's nothing wrong with that.
1: I definitely think that my, my family was similar to yours in regards of if I was playing sports, that was fine, right? You know, I was doing something with my time that was, you know, constructive. <laughs> um, yeah. And school was a really big thing for them. Um, they they really prided themselves on making sure that I study and making sure that I create those habits, that work ethic. Um, so if I was in school and I, I played softball growing up, um, I was on a travel team in the high school team. So when I was on the team, um, they didn't really push to work too much because I was doing things, like I said, constructively. Um, once I stopped playing softball by senior year of high school, that's when they kind of were like, hey, let's get a part-time job. Let's do something. Yeah, Because <laughs> I wasn't playing sports anymore. And that lasted about a year. And then I went to college.
0: Do you ever, because of course, working at Panera, being a restaurant, do you, do you have any experiences or crazy stories that you ever remember? I know a, a lot of people that work in that service industry have crazy stories that stick with them for a while. Do you have any crazy customer experiences that you remember?
1: Yeah, actually one in specific, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to the register next to me with my coworker. Okay. Um, it was like 6 PM. We were getting ready to close at seven. It was a Sunday evening and we were out of Mac and cheese and, um, we you know we had Mac and cheese. She ordered the Mac and cheese. The Mac and cheese was cold. Okay. So she brought it to the counter. She brought it back to the register where she ordered it. And she started getting a little combative, started arguing. Um, my coworker didn't really handle it the best. She kind of got combative as well. And the coworker ended up throwing the mac and cheese at my coworker. Like, I mean, chucked it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just sat there in awe, like that that just happened.
0: <laughs> you, so that was
1: probably the most insane thing I've ever experienced.
0: Oh my gosh, that's great. You, you, and, you, and you're, you wait, so... So your coworker got the mac and cheese thrown at, uh, at them?
1: Mm-hmm, at her face, all over her, all over her apron. Like it was good thing it was cold because it, it could have hurt her.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, good thing it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> if, what? Oh, my gosh. Like, what is the immediate like next steps after that happens? Do they just walk away and leave the restaurant or like, so you can't th- just throw food at someone and <laughs> just walk back to your seat.
1: I agree. Um, well, the person that threw it, the customer that threw it, ended up leaving the establishment. She was so upset. Um, I can't remember if it was he or she. I think it was she. so long ago. I'm so old now. Um, but when she threw it, she left. And so me and my coworker just kind of looked at each other. And we didn't really know what to do. The manager came up, and he said, what happened? She explained. And that was pretty much the end of it.
0: Wow. That's crazy. Not Number big. two. Number two. Hmm. Uh, if you were an animal, what would you be? A panda. That was a very upfront and just ready and <laughs> promise everybody. I didn't prepare her with these. She, she came prepared with the panda answer. Why a panda?
1: Cause one, they're just the cutest animals. I just, I have a thing for fat animals. I don't know why. <laughs> like I overfeed my dog because I just think she's cuter when she's fat. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just how I am.
0: Because but fat animals are are the cutest animals there are.
1: Exactly. And they're just more to love. Right. So exactly. That's ever, why I like them.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's a that's a good answer. Uh, what's number 3? What's the best concert you've ever been to?
1: Ooh. So I will say I haven't been to a lot of concerts, not because mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy them, but no reason. I just haven't been to a lot. But I would mm-hmm. say my favorite would be Brad Paisley. I love country music.
0: Okay. Didn't didn't, didn't necessarily see that one coming. Top 3 country artists. Go.
1: Oof. Okay. Zach Brown, band number one. Mm, love Morgan Wallen. Love Morgan Wallen. Um, and oof. Toby Keith. Like, he's just kind of an oldie, but like, everybody loves him.
0: Toby Keith is one of those guys that you don't think of until they come on, and you're like, man, Toby Keith has banger after banger.
1: Like, you don't remember that it's him. And then when nope. his song comes on, everybody just goes crazy
0: yep absolutely there's nothing more fun than going to a bar or you know the battery used to do it back before COVID I haven't been back to the battery since you know the pandemic happened but
1: yeah
0: uh, every once in a while they did like a country night where they only played like country hits and there was a night I remember distinctly like they played like like three or four Toby Keith songs back to back and it was like after that (laughs) night I like went home thinking like I can't believe I love Toby Keith as much as I do.
1: <laughs> I just there's something about country music. I'm not sure if it's just because I grew up with it. It is just when you hear it, you just you feel at home. And Toby you Keith do. is one of those people where I just I just vibe with it. It just you just
0: fun. you just vibe with it. I have a great I have a coworker. I have to shoot the shoot you the episode. I interviewed him, uh, not a coworker, a, a friend. Uh, I interviewed him like months and months close to a year ago and he actually got invited up on stage to toby keith uh and toby keith like beat the shit out of him what like the whole like so he has this bit that he like just like repeats that he hates toby keith he hates toby keith's music and he went to this concert with for toby keith like just like the whole time giving him the finger and while his friends were partying partying, and he was just living up to this bit that he has just always done his entire life. Uh And I think Toby like caught it and was just like pointed to him. was just like, you get up here. And like, if, if an artist stops their concert to get you on stage, you can't just be like, no, I'm okay. Like, (laughs) you gotta go.
1: Yeah. And I think
0: he got up on stage and he like punched him in the stomach or something. and was, and like kicked him out of the concert.
1: (laughs) Oh my Lord. That is not good.
0: (laughs) It is. It's not great, but, uh, how many people do you know that could uh, say that they've been punched by Toby Keith?
1: You know, I can't say that, but I can say that I have caught Miley Cyrus's bra. I went to her concert, and that got crazy, and then some girl still let out of my hand.
0: Oh, I was going to say, do you still have the bra?
1: No. It, there, was, there was definitely some fighting going on, and I just backed out of that real quick.
0: You're like, honestly, I'm just here. I don't need the undergarments of my uh, my pop stars.
1: <laughs> nope. I was like, I'm out. <laughs>
0: Number four, uh dinner with three people dead or alive
1: Oh, you're not gonna do that to me, okay.
0: I know I did it to you
1: Dead or alive
0: yep, anybody at all
1: okay, they could be famous, too?
0: yeah, anybody
1: okay, so the first one would be Jesus. I'm very okay. famous I think that that's something that would be really cool for me. Sure. Um, <laughs> another one would be such a great question
0: you you also can choose another another somebody brought this question up a few weeks back could it be anybody so like it could be a fictional character too like you could say harry potter or spongebob squarepants as well
1: Mm, that changes the game
0: okay jesus still gets a spot i hope
1: jesus still gets a spot
0: jesus gets Uh the slot okay okay uh
1: another person would have to be sandra bullock i love her have you ever seen the blind side absolutely her character in that movie, I'm not sure if she's like that in real life, is like what I strive to be in life. She yeah. is just such a, a boss woman in that movie. So definitely. Oh, yeah. And hmm. You make me want to say Spongebob SquarePants, but I feel like he doesn't deserve the third spot.
0: Not with Jesus and Sandra Bullock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um I'd have to say. My great grandpa.
0: That's a great answer.
1: I've never met him, but I feel okay. like if we had a conversation, he'd be able to tell me a lot about, because I'm obviously Greek, my family came over from Greece, it'd be really cool to hear his his take on what it was like to come over here. And um, I have a lot of respect for people that, that migrate into the country that start with nothing and mm-hmm. then create you know, themselves and just by good old hard work and, and effort. Um, and obviously, I was born into a family that were, I think we're second or third generation. so we were always we were given the American dream and I think it's mm-hmm.
0: really
1: cool to to talk to somebody who maybe didn't start out that way but created it for themselves. Um, That's awesome. I think that'd be really cool to talk to him.
0: Yeah, I agree that that sounds awesome. Number five, uh, do you know what the th- the three words stan, mute, and cancel all mean? Maybe. <laughs> So I'll I'll run you through them real quick. So to stand something is like say like I stand Brad Paisley. Like I absolutely love and support. Like undoubtedly, like I love and support something. Okay. Uh, to mute it means you enjoy it, but you could take it or leave it. Like if it was, if all of a sudden I took Brad Paisley out of your life, you would say, okay, that's that's fine. I I'm a little hurt, but I also am okay. And then to cancel something is just as it sounds like, get out of here, goodbye, be gone. Uh, The least favorite of the three, essentially.
1: Okay. And these are the three people I just mentioned?
0: No, we're going to do it with uh, the trifecta of appetizer dips. So we're going to go queso, guac, and salsa. So you got to pick one that you absolutely love, one of them that you would get rid of, and then one of them that you could take it or leave it.
1: I absolutely stand for guacamole. Okay. Have to have guac on the table. Um, what was the second word that's in the middle? Uh, mute. I mute queso. Okay. And salsa. Eh.
0: <laughs> I l- this is such a fun question to ask people because <laughs> there are people so passionate about their answer, too, that it's like... like from I've done this is you're, you are episode 42 of, of this podcast, and I have learned over the last 42 episodes that people are very passionate about guac. People are also very passionate about queso. People are either meh" or I'm out on salsa. <laughs> Nobody is standing salsa.
1: I have a question for you.
0: Okay. Did,
1: did you know that queso was did not originate in in Mexico? Or any Spanish descent?
0: I did not until ne- where did it originate?
1: Apparently, America. Apparently, that America just like it's almost like a Tex-Mex mix. Yeah. You know, like America just created it. I talked to one of my friends. I believe it was a couple months ago, um, and she's like from Mexico. She's very authentic, and she had mentioned to me that queso is never something they had back home. Wow. I thought that was a crazy. Quarter. Unless well, it originally is from a different um Hispanic background, I could be totally wrong, but I think America created it.
0: That's like hearing that like the fortune cookie is something that America created. Don't know if you knew that one. Is it? That is actually true. America came up with the fortune cookie, not an Asian country.
1: Logan, you're blowing my mind. I did so not know that.
0: Then maybe I might blow your mind with this next one. That yesterday I actually found out I work with a lot of Colombians at my at my day job. And they told me that Cinco de Mayo is an American holiday. America celebrates Cinco de Mayo, but they do not celebrate it in Mexico. I didn't or maybe know. they do, but not to the extent that America does.
1: Wow, I did not know that. There you go. Blowing my mind. That's number two.
0: Hey, there we go. What I'm here to do. Um, keeping it on the food train. Uh, this is actually a new question that I'm asking you for the first time. And nobody else has been asked this because I think a guest, yes, last week's guest asked me this question. And I said, that's a really good question to ask people because everyone's got a different answer. Mm-hmm. So w- w- if, and when you get chicken wings, like if you go to a Buffalo wild wings or a wing stop or whatever, what's your wing sauce?
1: Ooh. Buffalo and hot.
0: Okay. okay. Like,
1: Basic. It's 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 got to be spicy though. I I put hot sauce on everything.
0: Uh oh. I put
1: it in my soup. I put it. I actually put it on eggs. Everything. I put. I can drink it. It's it's a problem.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very very well. Um, what's one movie or TV show that you wish you could go back and watch and experience for the first time?
1: Everybody loves Raymond. Really. Have you ever heard of or seen that
0: show? Absolutely.
1: I genuinely feel like that is my family.
0: <laughs> wow, that's awesome! That's a great answer. That very timely. This com- This podcast is taking place last night. My mom was just talking my ear off about everybody loves Raymond and how she's like going through it and watching all the reruns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And man, I I haven't given it the time of day. I, I, I I've watched episodes, but I've never like gone through a bunch of them.
1: It's, it's so funny to this day. I've probably seen every episode at least three or four times and I still laugh and I know what they're about to say. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. That's how, you know, it's good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and keeping it on that movie train, if, and when, obviously we're in, we're in pandemic times kind of on the up and up though, theaters are starting to reopen and people are going to get back to the movies. So when you go and see a movie in theaters, what kind of snacks are you getting? Are you getting the Are you getting the chicken tenders? or you a big bucket of popcorn girl? Like, what are you getting when you go to the movies?
1: Okay, I get two things. I have okay. to get a big bucket of popcorn. That's just like the go to. But okay. I have to get something sweet. I have to.
0: Okay.
1: If I'm in a chocolate mood, it's probably going to be chocolate covered raisins. Okay. Don't I know I'm crazy? Some people think they're disgusting. I love them. And if it's not chocolate, if I'm more in a sour mood, it's going to be sour patch kids.
0: Yes, I was just going to ask you if you are a sweet or, or if you're a chocolatey or like a sweet type kind of girl, but I find myself leaning more towards sweet.
1: It depends on the day, man. It, it really does. does. It really does. But if you're going to give me candy that's chocolate, I don't know. My, a lot of the movie theaters I've been to, they don't have Reese's. They have Reese's Pieces, but they don't have Reese's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've experienced that. Reese's is my favorite by far candy of all time.
0: Okay, that's another good question to ask someone. I'm going to write that one down too. Um, yeah. What definitely. is what is kind of switching gears to a little deeper? What's your greatest fear?
1: Ooh, complacency. Okay. Um, I'm a big. I'm I'm definitely a workaholic. Um, that's something that I've always, you know, it's a great thing and it's 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 my biggest blessing and my biggest curse, right? Um, but I think. You you really fail not when you actually fail and you try and it doesn't work but when you when you quit trying. Um, so whatever I try to to do in life, I really try to make sure that I'm I'm constantly working towards something. Um, and I think being in a position where I'm stuck um, scares the crap out of me.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, what gets you up in the morning? Then kind of piggybacking off of that, maybe.
1: Uh, my faith. Um I'm a really strong Christian and uh yes, health fitness is my passion. I love it. Um I love school. I'm really excited for my master's program, I love my family. Those are big things, but I think the biggest thing that, you know, surrounds all of those things is is my faith.
0: Awesome. And then lastly, if I snapped my fingers right now and we were transported to a specific time and place in history to witness an event or something. We're kind of almost like a fly in the wall. like We're we're observing, but no one can see us. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where are we going?
1: We're going to Greece, and we're going to go see when the Acropolis was first built. That'd be tight. I think that would be really cool. I've actually been to Greece once, and seeing the remains is the coolest thing. And when you go down, you see where the Olympics were first, um, or where they first took place. I think seeing that for the first time would be
0: incredible. That would be incredible. I haven't been... I have not traveled uh, outside of the United States before, and uh, I need to so bad, and Greece is very close to the top of the list.
1: I definitely, um, if you do go, I have some places. My family's from Greece, so I definitely can give you the, the ins and outs of where to go and where not to go.
0: <laughs> okay, I will definitely take you up on that offer.
1: Awesome. I, so, I could too as well. She, she's actually, she lived in Greece, so she could give you more than me.
0: <laughs> well, Maybe, maybe I'm just going to, maybe we'll just throw a group chat together and just, you guys will just, just give me the best vacation ever. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Diana, I really appreciate you taking time. Like you just said, you're a workaholic. So you've probably got 50 other things you could be doing. So thanks so much for coming on and talking to me and, uh, letting me know and the people listening know just your, your story. And uh, I really wish you continued success. I'm really happy for, uh, for you and I hope the company and the brand just grows and grows and grows. I can't wait to see it.
1: I really appreciate it. It was so fun talking to you and it was so great being able to, to share my story and my brand. Again, I've never done anything like this. This is such a cool experience. Um, And I hope that you have tons and tons of episodes to come.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So before we go, I'll give you the time to plug away. If you want to put anything, you know, any handles, any websites, anything, plug away. This is your time now.
1: Uh, Do I type in the chat or do I just say it?
0: Oh yeah. Just, just say it.
1: Um, So my website is www.minibutmightystrong.com. If you're someone that maybe has been listening to this and you're interested in any of my services, I would love, love, love to help you. Um, Just fill that out and I'll get back to you. Um, Also my Instagram handle, if you're interested in a little bit more about what I do, um, it's minibutmightystrong. That's that's it. (laughs) Everything's kind of universal. Um, And if you have any questions on your fitness journey or kind of just anything at all, advice, support. Shoot me a DM, and I'd love to talk to
0: you. There you go, everybody. I'll make sure I put her Instagram and website in the description of the episode so that it's easy access. You can just scroll down and click it. No issue or hassle there. And uh, you know, when you're checking her out and you're and you're following her on Instagram, make sure you're following me on Instagram too. <laughs> Follow uh, Exchange with Logan. I've had Diana. I've had. Horrible handles for this podcast. I've had my very first one was uh, Logan's Exchange, which seems very self-explanatory. But if you spell it out, write it out on paper, it looks like Logan's Sex Change. (laughs) So uh, that became problematic. So I switched it to something else that just made no sense because the exchange podcast is taken by somebody. Uh, But now the handle is uh, Exchange W like with uh logan that's it exchange w logan and uh that's where you get updates on what the episodes are coming out if we do any polls on our instagram story or whatever follow it that's where you get all the announcements for the episodes and who we're talking to and just general announcements and things so like i said at the top tell a friend in need and uh we'll see everybody next time goodbye